All right, so today it's going to be a really fun story time all about karma. Oh, karma, how I love it so much. (laughs) And I think karma can kind of be a heavy word because it may imply punishment. But when you make friends with karma and you get to know it on an intimate level, not only does it imply good fortune for you, but it also takes care of everything else in your life. Uh, uh, Today we're going to get into a fun story about a karmic lesson that I got to witness in a really cool way. All right, let's get into it. Hi, my name is Heather, and this is Sim, S-Y-M. Sim is a prefix that is derived from a Greek word that means together or with. And in this podcast, we are exploring concepts of self-actualization, depth psychology, and spirituality together or with each other. Enjoy. So, story time. Take you back about one year ago or so. And me and my ex-boyfriend were living together. Okay. And my ex was a tattoo artist. And he was tattooing... Um, sleeves on some girl and we'd met this girl one time prior through a mutual friend so we kind of knew her not really and he was tattooing her then he calls me and he's like hey Heather can she come over um she's like really cool just like hang out We might plan some, like, future tattoo ideas for her. Like, yeah, totally. That's super cool. So she comes over. And this bitch is so rude to me. So rude. So, like, condescending. And so obviously flirting with my boyfriend. And she's at my house. Like, what the fuck do you think you're doing? And it's like, I understood that since my ex was a tattoo artist, he would get really intimate and really close with people who he tattooed. Like, that's a very intimate process. So it's like, I get how feelings could develop on her end for him through that tattoo session. 
But for you to have the balls to flirt with him right in front of me while being extremely condescending and rude to me just completely blows my mind. Completely blows my mind. So uh, let's talk about some of the things she did. So her attitude was just condescending in general. One thing I do remember her saying was, like, we were talking about zodiac signs and I was talking about how I'm a cancer. And uh, she goes, oh, my brother is a cancer. You guys always have, like, so many emotional problems. Bitch, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> like, okay. And then she proceeds to talk about how she wants a chest tattoo. Like, oh my god, I'm about to get really sassy. Like the modern day tramp stamp. I'm so sorry. And that's what my, literally, that's what my ex would call it. And he, like, for, as a tattoo artist, like when people get the tattoos in the middle of their chest. And I do think it's cute. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I do think it's cute. But a girl needs to be sassy and take the low blows where she can, right? Okay. (laughs) So this girl's talking about how she wants to get her chest tattooed. Proceeds to take off her fucking shirt. Like, no bra. And she covers up, like, her nipples with tape or whatever. Like, okay. She's like, yeah, like, draw it on me. Like, and, like, my ex is, like, kind of, like, about it. But he's also looking at me like, what the fuck? And he's like, Heather, come here. Like, help me draw this. Like, what do you think would look good here? And I was just, like, not having it. I was like, yo, I'm a fucking dip. So I left for, like, an hour, two hours. Because I am, while I'm a Cancer, I also have mini Leo placements and Taurus placement. Well, a Taurus placement, but it's my rising. So I'm very prideful. <laughs> like, I sometimes will fault, per se. But, like... I'm not about to sit there and be like, act bothered by this. I'm just, at this point, I'm not even bothered. I'm just over it. Like, I'm disgusted. Like, you, you're disgusting. So, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, can you leave? Like, ugh, no. <laughs> maybe I should have because that's what I was feeling. So, maybe to, like, speak my truth, it would have been more helpful to do that. But... I just can't bring myself to do that kind of thing sometimes. So I was like, I'm just going to leave. So I left for a couple hours, come back, and she's still there. They're just like hanging out in the living room. And, uh, oh my God. So then she's like, okay, I'm going to go home now. I'm like, okay, good, cool. I was like, I can drive you to your car if you want. And she's like, no, I want him to walk me. 
was like, bitch, what? And obviously my ex was like enough of a gentleman to be like, yeah, of course, like, I'll walk you to your car. It was later at night. so mad. And I also, like, like, this me being mad is not so much me being mad. Me being mad is a cover emotion for me being hurt. Like, that hurt me. Especially since my this was about two months before me and my ex broke up and so our relationship was already rocky I was already feeling like insecure about it and I also was more insecure during that time of my life um I wasn't insecure but like more so than I am now I just I didn't know like going back to last episode I just didn't know myself as well I didn't know my triggers and my qualities and who the fuck I am as well back then as I do now. So it really triggered my feelings of insecurity and inadequacy and uh, like someone else could just swoop in and like take my boyfriend. Obviously that didn't happen and obviously that wouldn't happen, but those feelings still triggered and came up in that kind of way. (sighs) Okay, drink something. I am drinking kombucha today. It's really good. It's like a cosmic coconut chai kombucha is what it's called. Had to burp a little bit. I always get booch burps. <laughs> okay. So, uh, a year passes, right? And I have not thought about this girl at all. Because it's like, why would I? Like, obviously, me and my ex got into a fight that night. Because I was like, yo, really? <laughs> like, really? Like, he wasn't really flirting with her. And... Uh, he, uh, like, came from the standpoint of, like, yeah, like, this is for my job. Um, like, this is to make money. Like, this is, like, thousand, like a $1,000 tattoo that she's wanting. And it's, like, okay, I get that, but, like, you're not at the fucking tattoo studio. You're in her fucking living room. Like, and clearly I was uncomfortable, so, like, thank you for attuning to my emotions. Like, no, I didn't just leave to fucking leave. <laughs> So it's like, obviously, we got into a fight about that, got over it, not that big of a deal. Well, yeah, okay. (laughs) So, I, okay, I pause because, like I said, not that big of a deal, but, like, at the same time, I wouldn't handle behavior like that. Like, our relationship ended two months later, definitely not because of that, but just 
I don't think that I could tolerate someone just not attuning to my emotions and where I'm at and wanting to make some random bitch comfortable but not caring whether or not I'm comfortable. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, got over that, whatever. And never really thought about this girl again after the argument we had that evening. So then, fast forward about a year later, so a couple days ago from right now, and I am walking around downtown, the area that I live, and I'm having a great day. I'm looking super cute. I just got done with a therapy session, had a really good session. I love therapy. It's just like such an amazing time to explore myself, get to know myself more, and work through triggers, work on mindfulness, things like that. So just got done with a really great session, feeling really good, and looking really cute. Like I had a cute little outfit on. (laughs) And... After my session, I was like, you know what? I want some ice cream. You know, I want an affogato, like ice cream with espresso poured over it. So I go to the local little vegan ice cream shop and I go in and I order my affogato. <laughs> and... I'm ordering it, and then the girl who's getting my stuff together, she's pouring my espresso shot over the ice cream, and then I noticed her tattoos, and it was the same girl from that night, and I was so shook, (laughs) because I didn't recognize her at all. I didn't recognize her at all. Because I feel so bad saying this, but because she looked so bad. She looked so bad. Oh my God. It's like, what happened to you? Her shoulders were so hunched and her eyes, look at her eyes, just looked so lost and sad and depressed and victimized. Oh my god. Oh my god, she looked so bad. And... I feel really bad for her. Like, I I mean, I, I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope this is a tricky space for me to be in because part of me is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you look bad like suits you like of course you do of course you do like how could you not 
It's like, because I'm sure the instance that happened with my ex and her condescendingness and rudeness was not just a one-time thing. I'm sure that was her behavior for a while. So I don't know what life changes happened to make her look so bad or if it was all just the demons in her own head. But that's fucking karma. That's fucking karma. And it was a almost a sign. Like I felt kind of like it was a sign from the universe that like I'm on the right path and I'm doing a really amazing job because I'm feeling so good. And I'm way prettier, way funnier, way smarter than I was a year ago. And meanwhile, this girl, like, what did you do? Like, what did God do to you? What happened? So I'm not going to lie. Like, there is definitely some satisfaction in that for me. Like, it feels fucking good. Like, I didn't even need to lift a finger to get any kind of revenge. In fact, I would say I'm not really a vengeful person. That's not really something I've ever desired for somebody who's done me wrong. But when people do do me wrong, the universe just fucking is so vengeful towards them. And I don't think it's necessary vengeance I think it's them learning a fucking lesson. And I feel like it's so cool, honestly. And I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely hope the best for this girl. I hope that maybe she had a hard year or whatever. But I hope she is able to learn the lessons she needs to learn, become a better person, grow her sense of integrity, and you know, get out of this karmic debt place and come to more of an equilibrium or even into a happy and joyous state. I genuinely hope that for this girl. But... What a lesson. Um, I feel like if anything, it's a lesson for me to just keep doing my own thing. And uh, to just keep being like pure hearted and open and loving and everything else will take care of itself. There is no need for vengeance. And... uh, Another note is my ex, who, the same one, the one from this story, he also got his own vengeance. (laughs) Uh, From, like, karma. Not, I guess, not vengeance. He got his own karma served to him uh, from the universe. So, I live uh, on an island, and he, after we broke up, he treated me terribly terribly he is a very vengeful person so this is a huge lesson (laughs) okay he's a very vengeful person and tried to enact all sorts of vengeance on me okay 
So what happened to him? He went, he lost his fucking mind, lost all of his friends, and had to move off the island back into his hometown. He ended up in the hospital. How do I know he ended up in the hospital? Because he put me as his emergency contact. And I don't know what else is going on with him. He lost all his money, all his possessions. And when he was trying to take vengeance on me, like what? What happened? I'm doing better than ever. <laughs> like, thank you for your energy. <laughs> like, I swear to God, when people think negatively about you, it just gives you energy. Like, yes, take all the vengeance you want on me. And I say this now with some distance because at the time, I was genuinely scared. Like, he was kind of off of the rails after we broke up. And I was genuinely scared. So now, like, like genuinely scared to the point where I was, like, looking in my rearview mirror. He was, I work at a restaurant and he was, like, not allowed into the restaurant because he was acting so chaotic. Um, like, and I, like just scared. So... <sighs> And that's, that is a whole ass story for a different day. And maybe I'll get into that in the future. But for now, we're just talking about how this all relates to karma and uh, perhaps to vengeance and how it's just not fucking necessary. Like the universe does it for you. And when you refine your soul and refine your soul and... uh, work out the kinks that are causing you karma because I'm definitely not karma free like in in the negative sense of karma I'm definitely not karma free but what I do do to make karma my friend is I recognize the patterns that are coming into my life in terms of uh, relationships or situations or whatever it may be And I try to recognize why that's coming into my life and thank karma for that information and then do something about it proactively rather than letting it take me down this hellhole of a path. So let's say... Okay, here I'll talk about, I'll give an example of that from this same relationship. So, of course, my karma was showing me that there was some sort of chaos in my own being as to for me to attract a partner who had so much chaos, especially after breaking up. So, like, when we were in love, he was very kind to me. It was very beautiful. Like, he was an incredible human when we were together but then once we broke up everything hit the fucking fan (laughs) so that was a wake-up call to me to notice what parts of me that that was showing up in 
So how was this chaos and this hate towards myself showing up when specifically when I was not giving myself what I wanted? And specifically when I was not showing up for myself in different ways. So how was there chaos there within me? And chaos can be a really good thing. I mean this like, when I say chaos in this sense, I'm saying it as like, (laughs) honestly, like the only word that comes to mind is evil. And how was this evil inside of me? This shadow aspect. So after we broke up and throughout the healing process for me, it was about connecting to that side of myself. Connecting to the part of myself that was evil and chaotic and specifically evil and chaotic towards myself, towards my own being. Because as above, so below. So obviously if I'm attracting that externally, that's going on somewhere within me. So I connected with that part and it took a while to connect with that part and it took a lot of sitting with really uncomfortable emotions and learning how to channel this intense chaos within my being and learning how to use this energy, use this shadow part of myself in a way that works. Whether it be like through creativity or through just the way I show up in the world and the way that I communicate, like bringing that into and integrating it into my conscious personality. And that's so so cool to be able to do because when it's no longer in your shadow, it's not something that is going to be so fiercely polarizing and being so attracted to that and attracting that to you. So that's what karma really means to me is we're attracting what's inside of us. So for the girl at the beginning of the story, it's like obviously there's a lot of impurity within her. And obviously there's a lot of just mis- like non-integrity and just like seeking out for approval and insecurity within her. And while that wasn't necessarily obvious from the first from this first part of the story, It became really obvious because no one would act in that way if they weren't very insecure and in dire need of attention. So it's like I have a lot of empathy for that. And but instead of her working on those parts of herself and refining herself so that she could work through her insecurities and get to the root of this deep-seated need for attention, which is a perfectly acceptable need. Like, attention is absolutely needed. Like, look at a plant. Like, if you have a house plant, of course it needs attention. It needs watering. It needs love. Like, they do better when you sing to it. 
Like, of course. <laughs> like, that's an absolutely okay need. I'm not shaming her for that. But what I'm saying is when that's a shadow aspect and you're suppressing that need, you're suppressing your need for attention, it's going to come out in really fucked up ways. Like it did that first night. And then if you don't work with it, if you don't realize, oh my God, I'm doing these weird things that like don't feel good to my integrity, what's going on here? And then work with that like deep-seated need for attention and find healthy ways to go about that. Well, then you're going to attract really awful situations into your life and you're going to have a really hard time. And I hope it's just a year for her. So I'm going to say a really hard year. Until you deal with those underlying issues, it's going to continue to attract and attract and attract. And that's what karma is. This was such a fun episode. <laughs> oh, it was so, it felt really like cathartic for me to share this story. And I feel like this story is really fun for me, not because of the misfortune, it's not misfortune, but like the unease of anyone else. But rather because of how proud I am of myself. Because I went through some really, really challenging times. And I'm not just talking about the story I shared. But some other events that were really, really challenging about a year ago. And seeing her really made me reflect to a year ago and the person I was. And I feel so proud of myself for the person that I've become and the person that I'm continue to continuing to become and who I'm becoming. And it makes all of those nights that I've sat with these really, really uncomfortable, like devastating emotions, like to the point where I will literally throw up. Like the emotions are so intense that I'm throwing up and going through these deep meditative states. It makes all of that feel worth it. <laughs> For feeling how proud of proud I am of myself and how far I've come. So I think that's why <laughs> this was a really fun episode. And I am so excited to share this story with you all. I hope you had as much fun listening as I did sharing. My name is Heather and this is Sim. Have a great week. Bye.